0: Hello everyone, I'm your host, Chloe Cohen, French sustainable fashion journalist, and I am glad to welcome you on the Fashion Label Brazil podcast. For the third episode, we will talk about inclusivity and diversity why and how to make fashion more inclusive. For this conversation, I am happy to welcome Brazilian fashion designers. Let's listen to what they think about inclusivity and diversity. First, could you present yourself, uh, your job and your brand very quickly?
1: Fine. My name is Massimo Fiaschi. I'm the chief sales officer and partner of Liz Fiaschi, which is um, a company that produces female fashion, uh, very focused on lady purses mainly. 80% of our production is lady purses and we are branching out now also on beachwear and other uh, lady, lady garments. We are based in northeast of Brazil, in the city of João Pessoa, and uh, that's about it.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for the presentation. That's uh, very clear, uh, Mariana. It's your turn to to present uh, uh, to present your brand. And uh, who are you, also?
2: Hi, my name is Mariana Passarelli. I'm the founder and, and CEO uh, from Oitichi, which is a resort wear brand uh, located in São Paulo, Brazil. Uh, it's a feminine uh, clothing brand, and we sell uh, clothing and bikinis which is mainly the whole year Brazilian lifestyle. So we called our, our, ourselves urban swimwear because in whole Brazil we we wear bikinis uh, in in the cities as well. So instead of calling our brand uh, Oiti, uh Resort Wear, we called ourselves uh, Urban Swimwear. Um, hello, I'm Selina,
3: Creative Director of Catarina Mine. We are a Brazilian brand very focused in working with handmade and artisans. We have almost 300 artisans working with us and impacting different kinds of um, artisanal typologies. Uh, And Katarina Mina is a brand that has been working with that since 2010. And in 2015, we... We started a new way of working. So each bag comes with a QR code saying which woman did your bag and all the history behind the product.
0: So now, uh, according to you, why do you think it's essential today to have more inclusivity in fashion? Um, Massimo, if you want to start uh, to answer to this second question.
1: Yes. Uh, first of all, I think we need to identify what are the challenges in inclusivity today. Uh, we, believe, we believe that uh, uh, in the past, a lot of prog- progress has been done in the fashion industry, even though a lot needs to be done still uh, in order to in- increase, improve inclusivity uh, caused by racial differences, religious differences, sex differences, uh, um, nationality differences, etc. cetera. Uh, the world is more uh, uh, integrated. The world is more globalized. There's a lot of work to be done still, but uh, a lot of work has also been done in order to include minorities uh, into the workforce. I'm obviously talking mainly about the workforce. Then there's problems which are social and political. That is not with us, of course. <laughs> it's not our, our job. Uh, but we need to identify what is happening, and we believe firmly that there is a new uh, big, big challenge that has already started and is going to grow very fast, which is the uh, uh, work that needs to be done in order to cre- create better inclusivity for what is being co- the issues that are being caused by the incredible speed at which technological and digital uh, revolution are changing the world. This is creating uh, groups of people which are slowly, or, or I would say fast, becoming obsolete. In today's world, where people live longer, thanks God, need to work longer because all the countries around the world are making laws where you retire later, they need to work more years. But what's the problem? The new generations which are coming in, which are totally prepared for technology, for digital revolution, are taking their jobs are taking older people's jobs, and they have nowhere to go. Other than this, also people are living in regions and areas that do not have easy access to technology, Uh, like interior of large countries such as Brazil or Africa, or even in Europe, you know, you have areas on the mountains, etc., where uh, the Internet access is not so good. Uh, Also, you need to have a certain economical situation in order to be able to have a computer of good quality, etc., etc. So what is happening? Uh, What is happening, in our opinion, around the world is that there is a new big challenge. How or what are we going to do to include these people which are being cut out of the workforce at a faster and faster speed? Uh, Every time there's been a large revolution around the world, such as the agricultural Revolution, when people first, you know, stopped being hunters and started growing crops, and then, you know, discovery of the new world rather than the industrial revolution, there's been very big challenges. And all these things have happened. It, it's created people that were out of out of the, uh, uh, let's say, n- did not have easy access to the novelties. Uh, unfortunately, this time, the speed is much, 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 much faster. So people are becoming the workforce. Some of the workforce is becoming obsolete very fast, and some of the workforce uh, uh, does not have access at all because of the region where they live, or because they don't they lack the economical capabilities of buying a decent computer, or you know a, de- a decent iPod, or whatever is needed for for the jobs that are available. So we believe that that um, uh, the first step is to identify these new. Uh, uh, challenges we need we think that it needs to be addressed because it hasn't been addressed you know other other uh, issues such as race etc have been addressed for many many years still a lot needs to be done to improve that there's no doubt Uh, but uh, work is in progress as far as that inclusivity is concerned there is no working progress thinking of those people that are losing their jobs because they do not have the capabilities and because they are 55 or 60 years old they don't have the possibility of of becoming digital of learning the digital world and it's terrible because you're at an age that what do you do you cannot retire yet because you know now the uh, every single country in the world because of the longer life expectancy is rising the the age of retirement what do you do? So that needs to be addressed. We believe that that needs to be addressed.
0: And uh, Mariana, the same question for you. Um, why do you think it's essential today to to have more inclusivity in fashion?
2: Um, so actually, in my opinion, uh, what I understand about uh, inclusivity is that you can work with inclusivity, uh, meaning exclusivity. So is it's a, mainly a luxury brand. So for us, it's highly important that our product is exclusive. So for us, uh, working with inclusivity, so going to different um, places in Brazil that it's not everyone that has access to those places, it's mainly including those people in our work, working together with them in each of our collection. This is inclusivity, and this is what makes our collections exclusive. And this is what uh, div- uh, creates a uh, highly purpose in what we do, and this is what makes our product interesting and, and actually exclusive. So what we mainly do uh, working with inclusivity is that, for example, you can clearly see this in our last summer collection, which was in the north region of Brazil. So how do we do inclusivity in our work? We went to the north region of Brazil, which is in Pará, the state of Pará, mainly the city of Belém. So we hired a designer from this region. We talked to her, saying, let's uh, develop the patterns that uh, remind you of the place uh, and what do you think about the region, what do you think people that's not from this region, how they will see and how they will uh, feel this region through your patterns. So this was really amazing. And she developed um, a beautiful collection. What else did we do? We hired all our uh, people from the shooting. uh, And when we were developing the pictures and whatsoever. So all the models were from the north region of Brazil. And not only the, um, the models, but the photographer, the stylish, uh, everyone. There, everybody uh, that was um, included in the project were from this region. So this is what we do as inclusivity in our work. So we, and for example, I have um, Vini, which was the stylish from our, uh, our last summer collection. He, After doing the work with us, he moved to São Paulo, which is the biggest city uh, in Brazil and the richest one. And he closed a lot of deals, even with Natura, which is one of the biggest uh, companies in Brazil. So this, for me, it's seeing inclusivity being done. And this is our main purpose. So we show uh, those, all those different regions from Brazil. And we work together with this, the people from this region because nobody will tell uh, better than them about what it's, uh, uh, what, happened, what goes on those regions. And also we include, because we have a lot of good people, uh, good uh, professionals in the, um, all Brazil, and what we mainly think about inclusivity is bringing them together and showing their work to the wor- to the world so they can uh find more jobs and etc and doing this is what makes our product exclusive and this is the base of developing a luxury brand so for us uh we think about uh inclusivity uh, and how inclusivity will turn our product exclusive and this is the um, mainly purpose of our our brand, and this is what makes our product so interesting. Inside
3: of, of our brand, we try to work with. We are a brand that mostly work with local people and with communities. So in that way, we are very inclusive. Um, and we have our main focus on changing the lives of the people who we work with, the artisans, and improving, their, their, improving the, the artisanal handmade. But um, in our image, uh, there are challenges, and we are working in with different people as well um but the, it's about changing paradigms that's why it's so important for brands to embrace that idea because we have to change the image that people have of fashion and change that kind of paradigm not working always with the same kind of image the same kind of people and we we are we think that's very very important and the main main challenge is changing that paradigm because when we try to do that, and that it, we have to change the way people think of fashion, the image people have of fashion, and I think it's about that.
0: Very interesting. And um, how do you approach the issue of inclusivity with your brand? What are the challenges uh, to overcome to achieve this? And when I think about inclusivity, I think about it. Um, within the brand and with people around the brand, but also with the uh, sizing, uh, diversity too. I don't know if you have uh, maybe examples of that uh, with with your brand. Massimo, um, if you want to, yeah, to answer the question.
1: As I was saying, inclusivity uh, today, as far as we are concerned, uh, we identify it uh, twofold. Uh, we have done already in the past years, uh, uh, everything we could in order to, to have a brand that is more inclusive towards uh, race or, or sex or minorities. And, you know, our company uh, employs people of all these different uh, uh, orientations or, or, or origins. Uh, we are focused right now on this in, including, trying to include into the workforce uh, these people, which are being cut out more and more of the workforce simply because they do not have access to technology and digital uh, instruments or they do not have the knowledge because, because they've come to an, and they are being substituted by robots in many cases. So we are focusing in this type of inclusivity right now and uh, we, we are doing it the following way, or we are trying to do it the following way, okay? Uh, basically, our brand is 90% handmade, 90% produced by hand, okay? Uh, in our case, we are also a medium-high target uh, uh, brand. Uh, pr- our price point is medium-high. Uh, our main customers are high-end resorts and boutiques, Uh, and we are bringing to them the importance or the uh, advantages and also the uh, value in a handmade product. And by producing by hand, we are able to do what? We are able to recycle workers which are losing their jobs to robots, which were able to use their hands in many different ways, and they are not required as a workforce anymore. So we retrain them to use their hands, to use what they are able, they're able, they've always been able to, to use to make a living uh, in our, or, or to produce our product. Okay, so we have a, a, a training program where we bring in these, these people and we train them to produce a specific item within our scope of products. Um, the other thing is that 90% of our products are also using natural uh, uh, materials, natural fibers, straws uh, uh, and things like that. We use seven natural fibers in our products. I'm talking mainly about our purses, okay, which is 80% of our business. So for example, when you use straw, when you use straw, or let's say, for example, cornmeal straw, which we use in some model of purses, What has this got to do with inclusivity? Nothing. No, it does. It has a lot to do with inclusivity. Cornmeal straw used to be something that in the old times was used for many things. For example, even house floors uh, were made of cornmeal straws in some regions around the world. Then it lost importance. All we do today is take the corn, eat the corn, use the corn for fuel, uh, for other things. And the the straw was burned or is mainly being burned which is not good for the environment, but this has nothing to do with inclusivity. Uh, But by reusing the corn, as we are doing today, we are including into the workforce people which live in regions where they do not have a lot of uh, uh, other opportunities. You know, I'm talking like, for example, the center of Brazil, where you're far away from large cities, uh, you have a lot of agriculture. A lot of people living there that do not have a lot of options on what to di- to do as a as as a as a job or, or what job to have. And and um, agriculture is a seasonal business. You know, there are certain months of the year where you have a lot of work, and a certain amount of the year where you do not have work. By reutilizing something like cornmeal straw, for example, to make purses. We giving these people a chance of having a job, of rejoining the working force in a more qualified way, because we we train them, and we teach them uh, a job. So um, I know that ours is a little uh, unusual way of talking about inclusivity and looking at inclusivity. Uh, that is for a very simple reason: we've been identifying uh, uh, a new problem with inclusivity. That is growing very 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 fast around the world Uh, as of today we all know and we all have been working uh, towards trying to improve inclusivity as far as other issues are concerned i will repeat race sex minorities uh, religion etc a lot of work needs to be done towards that still But I do feel that the fashion industry is not the worst one as far as that is concerned. It's done uh, more steps forwards for this type of inclusivity than many other industries. Not perfect, far from being perfect, but it has done uh, uh, steps forward. Very few people are looking at what are the new challenges of inclusivity. And we have identified this new challenge uh, we see continuously people losing the job and not being able to recycle themselves to young people coming out of school, coming out of university, because the change is so different. Uh, at, at, when I was young uh, my, my, uh, what, w- and I came out of university, uh, my capabilities compared to a person of 50 or 60 years were a little more up to date, but not completely different. Today, they are. Somebody that is 60 today sometimes does not even know how to use properly a tablet. Where you have, uh, you know, my, my kid is 16, and I use a computer every day for work, but she uses it 10 times better than I do, simply because it's her generation. <laughs> so I'm obsolete to my own kid. And that makes me think, what can I do to help these people? And what can I do to help the people that live in regions that do not have access to technology? This is creating a big divide around the world, one of the biggest ever, one of the largest ever. Uh, if you think that our kids go to school at six years of age, they're using a computer, and a young kid in Africa, uh, not a young kid, an adult in Africa does not have access to a computer or to proper or to proper internet yet. So that is a huge challenge, a new challenge that the world is facing and that it needs to start considering. And so we are trying to uh, uh, do our little bit by uh, producing by hand and making the market understand that a handmade product has a very high value because it's done by a person. It's a unique piece, like Christian Dior once said. And we're trying to transform our artisans in, into little artists rather than artisans by teaching them in detail how to produce something. So that's how we uh, view uh, right now uh, the biggest issue of inclusivity that the workforce is facing around the world, in our opinion, of course.
0: Oh, it's a very interesting approach of uh, inclusivity. Really, really uh, interesting. And, um Maybe, Mariana, I have one more question for you. You you explain how you approach this issue with your brand, but uh, I was wondering also you, your brand about bikinis that you said in uh, in the introduction, and I was wondering if um, uh, you, you approach also inclusivity um, uh, regarding your clients, for example, um, about the size of your clothes, Um it's uh, just an example of uh, an approach of inclusivity. I don't know if uh, it's uh, uh, a challenge you're, you're trying to address too, or uh, if you have more to say about the uh, the approach of your brand regarding inclusivity.
2: Yeah, um, uh, good question. So if you go to Oitichi's Instagram, you can clearly see a lot of diversity, not only in ratio, but also in uh, body diversity. So we really embrace this because Brazil, it's uh, a highly diverse country. I would even dare to say that we are the uh, most diverse country in the world. So we need to embrace that. We, You are not uh, able to succeed in Brazil if you don't embrace diversity. And diversity in all the ranges, because we have uh, diversity in religion, also in uh, shapes, and also ratio, and etc. So for us, uh, since the beginning, what I try to do to make inclusive, because it's really easy to say, oh, I... I produce uh, clothing to extra small to extra large. No, this is not only the point. Uh, Person that is extra small likes a type of bikini that the person that is medium or extra large, uh, they like a different one. So what I try to do is that I talk with all my clients, I bring them to my studio, and I I try all my clothing in them. So... uh, for example, I, I'm I'm not a person with big boobs, and I have a lot of clients that they have really really high boobs. So I bring them to my um, to my studio and say, what is the type of bikini that you like? Because I cannot understand, you know, I will do something that works for me, but I need to understand their point of view, what they actually are looking for, what they are missing in uh, in the market, so that I can could bring them uh, can bring this. Uh, uh this to my to my brand to my products. So this is really interesting because uh you are trying uh the clothing that you are developing with people that they actually they don't really understand about uh fashion and the you know the 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 creation of the um, of the product but they are the final customers. So they will actually give a more important feedback than anyone else. So this is really uh, something that I enjoy the most uh, in the process of developing, including different shapes and developing a product that really, um, you know, uh, access these people. This is really interesting. So uh, what we do uh, to include is this. I, I try to work each size. Um, I try to, you know, look at, because it's a stretching uh, bikini, it's a stretch clothing. So it's easy, you know, to shape in different bodies and you don't need like a heel drain. But what the point is not the size, the point is what people actually want to wear. Someone that has, uh, uh, you know, uh, big boobs needs uh, different um, you know, uh, uh, top that person that has no boobs at all. <laughs> and so this is the this is the point. It doesn't. Uh, you need to understand what each type of uh, of customer wants, and this is what we try to do. We bring them to to our studio. We talk to them. We try everything on them, and say this is makes you feel secure. We need all our customers to feel uh, fashionable, secure and comfortable. This is our mainly purpose as developing a bikini. So that's why for us, uh, bringing inclusivity is also uh, in the thinking about the customers. It's how do we attend all their issues? How do we make them feel fashionable, comfortable, and also secure about their bodies?
0: Very, very interesting. Thank you for, for this answer. And um, I don't know if you uh, do you want to add something about the about the, the question of inclusivity or um, regarding your brand or the, the fashion sphere in general? Or um, do you think we uh, we address all the the aspects you wanted to, to talk about?
2: Yeah, I think we address everything, and it's really interesting because I think diversity is inherent to Brazil. So it's something that I love to talk about, and I think is something that everybody should be thinking. Uh, is what creates purpose and what what makes you understand highly understand your final customer. So I think this is my point of view, and I thank you so much for. Uh, uh, for letting me join the, this podcast. And I think that's it.
1: I totally agree with my colleague. And Brazil is certainly a very diverse country. Uh, so uh, it is used to coping and dealing with diversity. Um, I believe that um, it depends a lot on your product too. Uh, we need to try and cater to customers from all over the world right now. So we need to try and get into the taste of different cu- countries so you you have different tastes uh, other than body shape and or race etc you also have taste and you know of course the taste in Japan is going to be different to the taste in Italy but as far as the products are concerned we are lucky this way it's a little easier for us because by specializing in lady purses uh, they fit almost everybody you know uh, a certain purse will not uh, we can can be used by a taller person or a shorter person or, you know, a larger person or a, a thinner person. So we, we, we do not have such a big challenge as far as that is concerned. Uh, luckily for us, it's a type of product that is more inclusive on its own. Uh, um, it's a purse for ladies. We have large ones and small ones and medium ones and triangular ones and round ones and, uh, hexagonal ones, and so you pick the design you like, basically. So, in order to be inclusive, the only thing we can do more than uh, than what we already are doing, as far as clients are concerned, because the uh, inclusivity I was talking about before was about the workforce and what the the, the struggle that the world needs to face to improve uh, uh, the employment of these people that are being left out. Uh, but as far as the customers are concerned, or the client, the fi- final user, the buyer, um, it's easier in our case because of the of the product we sell. Uh, of course, if somebody sells bikini like our colleague does, they have bigger challenges because of body shapes, etc. We we luckily for us do not have these big challenges. We we need to get into people's taste, which of course is different in one country from another. We need to give a good product. High quality product, we need to give a product that, if possible, respects uh, environments as we do. Uh, we need to uh, make the market understand what he already understands, that handmade as an added value. Uh, uh, but that's as far as it goes, as far as our product is concerned. We do not have to worry so much about other characteristics of the buyer. Uh, because they they're not they do not influence our product. Uh, a larger person can use a small bag if she's using it at night, and a large bag if she's going to the beach, and so can a smaller person. So we don't really have that challenge. As as I said, lucky for us, it is not an easy challenge that our colleagues are facing. And I think the approach that um, she just explained by bringing in the customers and making them feel comfortable with what they're wearing is fantastic. I think it's. I think it's a very good approach to it. And uh, uh, we are spreading out, starting to spread out a little bit into beachwear, mainly beach cover-ups, uh, hand-sewn once again, embroideries hand-sewn, that is our DNA, so we're gon- going to keep that way. Um, and uh, it's been a good lesson for me to listen to what uh, our, our colleague said. It's something that we will take into consideration now when we do our new designs, once again, it's a product that is easier than a bikini because a beach cover-up is a you know it's a larger garment that fits more body shapes, etc. It doesn't need to be as personalized as a bikini, but uh, certainly very interesting what she said. We we're lucky with our main product today that we don't really face those challenges.
3: I think it's very important that um, we do think about that and we work on that. So. We can include different kinds of thinking, different kinds of bodies, different kinds of colors of skin. That's very, very important because we are a very diverse culture, a diverse world, and we have to, um, fashion has to represent that so everyone can feel beauty In and not depend only on the main image that has been there over and over and over. So I think that's very, very important. And it's very important that that we are talking about that. Our brand is from Brazil. We are from northeast of Brazil, from the beach. So um, we come from a place that is very diverse, that has bodies very different from the main culture. Um, And I think that... uh, Thank you very
0: much for adding all this information. It was really interesting to, to talk about um, the, the large question of uh, inclusivity. So thanks a lot for all the, this information and the, the points of view. Thank you very much everybody for sharing all these informations with us. This is Fashion Labor Brazil podcast. This was the third episode. I am your host Chloe Cohen. Thank you for listening and see you soon.